So we are reading from Canto 7, Chapter 13, The Behavior of a Perfect Person. Verse 43. Vikalpam juhuya chittau. Vikalpam Mano Vaikari ke Hutva Mano Vaikari ke Hutva Tamayayam Juhoti Anu Vikalpam Juhuya Chittau Tamanasi Artha Vibrame Mano Vaikari ke Hutva Tamayayam Juhoti Anu Vikalpam Juhuya Chittau Tamanasi Artha Vibrame Mano Vaikari ke Hutva Tamayayam Juhoti Anu Vibrame, no 
विकल्पम जो तम मनासी अर्थ विभ्रमे मनोवैकहरिके विकल्पम डिस्क्रिमिनेशन बिटवीन गुड एंड बैड वन पर्सन एंड अनदर वन नेशन एंड अनदर एंड ऑल सिमिलर डिस्क्रिमिनेशन जूहत वन शुड ऑफर एस ओब्लेशंस चित्त इन द फायर ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस तम दैट कॉन्शियसनेस मनासी इन द माइंड अर्थ विभ्रमे द रूट ऑफ ऑल एक्सेप्टेंस एंड रिजेक्शन मन दैट माइंड वैकारिके इन फॉल्स ईगो आइडेंटिफिकेशन ऑफ वन सेल्फ विथ मैटर हुतवा ऑफरिंग एज ओब्लेशंस तम दिस फॉल्स ईगो मायायम इन द टोटल मटेरियल एनर्जी जुहोती ऑफर्स एज ओब्लेशंस अनु फॉलोइंग दिस प्रिंसिपल ट्रांसलेशन प्रपोर्ट बाय हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिला प्रभुपात शिला प्रभुपात की द मेंटल कंकॉक्शन ऑफ डिस्क्रिमिनेशन बिटवीन गुड एंड बैड शुड बी एक्सेप्टेड एज वन यूनिट एंड देन इन्वेस्टेड इन द माइंड which should be invested in the false ego the false ego should be invested in the total material energy this is the process of fighting false discrimination please repeat the mental concoction of discrimination between good and bad should be accepted as one unit and then invested in the mind which should then be invested in the false ego the false ego should be invested in the total material energy this is the process of fighting false discrimination purport this verse describes how a yogi can become free from material affection because of material attraction a karmi cannot see himself gnanis can discriminate between matter and spirit but the yogis the best of whom are the bhakti yogis want to return home back to godhead the karmis are completely in illusion the gnanis are neither in illusion nor in positive knowledge but the yogis especially the bhakti yogis are completely on the spiritual platform as confirmed in bhagavad gita 14.26 mamcha yoga vicharena yoga bhakti yoga sevate sagunan samatityaitan brahma bhuya kalpate one who engages in full devotional service who does not fall down under any circumstance at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of brahman thus a devotee's position is secure 
a devotee is at once elevated to the spiritual platform. Others, such as gnanis and hatha yogis, can only gradually ascend to a spiritual platform by nullifying their material discrimination on the platform of psychology and nullifying the false ego, by which one thinks, I am this body, the product of matter. One must merge the false ego into the total material energy and merge the total material energy into the supreme energetic. This is the process of becoming free from material attraction. Om Agnanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tashmai Shri Guru Enama Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Soha Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yudha Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavam Scha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaragunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitansha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Deen Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastate Tapta Kanchana Gaurange Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpataro Vesha Kripa Sindhu Bhaivacha Patitanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavibhya Namunama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Srivasadi Gora Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna So we are discussing here Canto 7, we are at the end of Canto 7. Canto 7 is, uh, there are 10 subject matters of Srimad Bhagavatam. Atrasarga, Vishargascha, Sthanam Poshanam, Uthaya, Manvantara, Esha, Anukata, Niroda, Mukti, Rashraya. So there are 10 subject matters as described by Sukhdeva Goswami. I think it is too high. So there are 10 subject matters described by Sukhdeva Goswami. And now 7th Canto is primarily categorized as uti. Uti means inclination. So there are auspicious inclinations and inauspicious inclination. And we see in seventh canto both of these inclinations are described. Both of these inclinations are, it's too high I think. Prabhuji, put it down. Both of these inclinations are described. And so auspicious inclinations basically leads Jiva into acting piously and takes him to the higher planetary system. An inauspicious inclination leads him to the lower planetary system, inauspicious. Hmm? So, and uh, one performs impious activities. So in seventh canto we see because of the auspicious inclination of Narad Muni, Prahlad Maharaj attained pure bhakti. And because of the inauspicious inclination, what was the inauspicious inclination? Does anyone remember what happened at the beginning of seventh canto? Sorry? Yudhishthira Maharaj asked, but what was inauspicious in seventh canto? Hmm? Loudly. Shishupal, yeah. 
So, Jaya and Vijaya were cursed. So, Jaya and Vijaya were cursed by the four Kumaras and that was inauspicious and which lead even the residents of Vaikuntha to fall down into the material and they had to take three births as demons in impious activities. So, the entire seventh canto is basically uh, speaking about and we see this begin from the end of sixth canto. At the end of sixth canto, uh, Sukhdeva Goswami explains the pastime of how Hiranaksha and Hiranakashipu were killed by the Lord in the form of uh, Vara and Narshima Dev. Mm? And then Parikshit Maharaj asks question, how can the Lord be impious mm? towards uh, the demons and taking the side of Indra? Mm? And then uh, in the, at the beginning of seventh canto, uh, Sukhdeva Goswami explains, narrates the pastime which happened similar to in the Ratsui Yagna, where Yudhishthi Maharaj is asking question to uh, Narada Muni. Hmm? What made Sishupal to attain liberation, hmm? even though he was impious? And then Sukhdeva Goswami is narrating their conversation, and the entire seventh canto is basically conversation of Narada Muni and uh, Yudhishthi Maharaj. Narada Muni is explaining this whole canto to uh, Yudhishthi Maharaj. So then uh, Narad Muni explains about how Jaya and Vijayan took birth as Hiranaksh and Hiranakashipu and the entire seventh canto we heard about uh, dealings between Hiranakashipu and Prahlad Maharaj, how Prahlad Maharaj got, was fortunate to get the association of Narad Muni in the womb and became pure devotee and then we heard and at the end now after this pastime is over Again, Yudhishthi Maharaj is asking questions. Can you please explain about Varnasham Dharma and Sanatan Dharma? So the first ten chapters are about Prahlad Maharaj's pastime or uh, Hiranakashipu and Prahlad Maharaj's pastime with Narshimadev. And then the last five chapters are speaking about Sanatan Dharma and Varnasham Dharma. So uh, we heard about pure bhakti in the pastime of Prahlad Maharaj. We heard about in the first two chapters we heard about pure bhakti as a sanatan dharma and now in the last three chapters we are hearing about uh, mixed bhakti or mishra bhakti hmm, which is uh, explaining about the varnashram dharma and we are at chapter 13 which is explaining about sannyasi the, uh, the title of this chapter is the behavior of a perfect person hmm, a sannyasi who is a perfect person and here, Narad Muni again explains the pastime of Avadud Brahmana. How the Avadud Brahmana behaves. How Prahlad Maharaj meets this Avadud Brahmana and he's explaining, this chapter is basically the explanation of this Avadud Brahmana who is uh, explaining what is the perfection of human life, how one should live. And we are at the end of this chapter where it is explained about uh, the Brahmana is explaining how the mental concoction of discrimination between good and bad should be accepted as one unit and then invested into the mind which should be invested into the false ego and which should be invested in the total material energy. Mm. And this is the process of fighting false discrimination. So here we see there are different, different things mentioned. Mm. At first when I read this verse I couldn't understand anything. Mm. How can uh, discrimination of good and bad be invested in the, in the mind and then that can be invested in the false ego and that can be invested in the material 
energy. And then uh, Srila Prabhupada explains in the purport about uh, different kind of personalities, karmis, uh, gnanis, yogis, and best of which is uh, the bhakti yogis. And then uh, after hearing uh, some more lectures from the devotees, I could understand what this verse means. So when the universe is created, when the material, uh, material world is cre created, it is explained that, uh, does anyone remember how was the material world created? What was the initial uh, state of the material world? What is it called? Pradhan. So, Pradhan is the unmanifested stage. And at one point in time, at one, and this is one point in time which is, uh, we don't know when, but at one point in time the Lord impregnates this Pradhan with two things, glances over Pradhan and impregnates it with two things, Jiva and Kala. So these two elements enter into Pradhan and then the entire material energy or Pradhan becomes effulgent, Hirana Garbha, it's also mentioned effulgent or Hirana Garbha, which is shining like a gold. At that point, uh, Pradhan manifests into the next stage, which is called Mahat Tattva. And in this Mahat Tattva, three elements, which is uh, the modes of goodness, passion and ignorance manifest. So at that stage, from goodness comes mind and demigods, from passion comes uh, the pranas and the ten senses, intelligence, and then from ignorance comes the ten uh, gross elements. So this all becomes manifest one by one, and at that point again, when this transformation is taking place, uh, the Lord enters into each of the universe and uh, forms the Virat Rupa. And from there, demigods take their position and at, uh, before that, sorry, uh, a lotus uh, is sprouted from the navel of Garbhadaksha Vishnu on which Lord Brahma appears and then he does meditation, we know this pastime, he performs meditation, tapa, and then Lord gives him knowledge and from there he begins to create. Hmm? So the first thing, and this is explained uh, in the third canto very nicely in, uh, be, uh, in the Samvad between uh, Vidura and Maitreya Muni. Hmm? And there it is explained, why does Vidura ask for all these things hmm? about the material creation, about uh, how these material elements are created, uh, tell about the Jiva, why doesn't he directly, he's qualified enough to go directly to Krishna's pastime. And it is explained that unless one understands how the material creation is taking place or how the material, material elements are functioning, one cannot transcend this material world. And this is the gist of this verse as well, where the Brahmana is saying how one can discriminate between good and bad by understanding the material creation. Unless one understands material creation, it is not possible to overcome this discrimination. So, uh, Vidura is asking and then Brahma is, the first thing that Brahma creates is the five types of ignorances. The first one is Tamha. And it's interesting, uh, if, uh, 
if you understand this verse where, he's, where it is mentioned about mind, intelligence, false ego, hmm, how one can transcend each of them, one has to understand this ignorance is how it affects on each of them. So the first thing that was created was Tama. Tama means one forgets his real identity, what he is, one forgets his Swarupa. And that is the reason, this ignorance is the, or avidya is the reason why one comes into the material world. And what is that avidya? That one can enjoy separately from Krishna. One forgets his Swarupa as being Krishnera Nitya Das. When one forgets this, when one wants to enjoy separately from Krishna, when one wants to have Ishwara Bhav, Aham Bhogi, Siddhoham Balwan Sukhi, one understands this, I am Ishwara, I am Bhogi, I am Balwan enough to enjoy separately from Krishna, that avidya, that tamas brings it into the material world. And I often uh, quote this example. Hmm? Uh, especially I like this example that when a kids want to drive a car when he's under 16 or he's just like a five or six year old kid he he uh, wants to drive a car the father does not give his car keys hmm? what does he do he takes him to Luna Park hmm? and there he can enjoy driving the car as much as he wants and then after half an hour one hour and the beauty of uh, this is like when you want to drive a car in one of these amusement park, you only get one or two minutes to drive. And after that you have to go back into the long queue, which is half an hour long or one hour long, and again you get two minutes of driving. This is the nature of material world. Hmm? Your enjoyment is for two minutes, but then you have to stay, stand in the queue for one hour to have your chance again. Hmm? So this is a perfect material world example. And then what happens? The child only drives a car for 10 minutes, probably four or five times, because after four or five hours of standing in a queue, he becomes frustrated. He says, that's enough, let's go home. Hmm? And this is exactly our situation in the material world. Hmm? This tamas that we are the enjoyers, brings us into this material world, and we are covered with the second level of ignorance. Hmm? There are five levels which Brahma has created. And after creating these five levels of ignorance, Brahma himself was displeased. Hmm? He was thinking, what have I created? I don't think anyone will be able to transcend this, come out of these ignorances. Hmm? But this is important to know and when we know this, we can see ourselves trapped into this, different kinds of ignorances. So first one was Tama, where we forget our real position, that we are Krishna's servant. Our natural state is of serving Krishna. Hmm? The second level is Moham, where we accept the body that we have got as real. And Avdud Brahmana mentions in his uh, uh, teachings how he gets different, different bodies. Sometimes he is wearing clothes of a king. Sometimes he is wearing deer skin. Sometimes he is wearing nothing, depending on the situation, what is available. So Avdud Brahmana is saying, in, in other words, Avdud Brahmana is saying, different, different bodies one get and one experiences those bodies as being the self. So, uh, this moham, the second level, puts one, this ignorance puts one into the state where whichever body he is received, he thinks he is that body. That is the second level. The first level was he forgets his real swarupa. The second level is he accepts that body as being the self. Sometimes he thinks he is a 
human, sometimes he thinks he's a tiger, lion or a snake or a crocodile. Hmm? Sometimes, and again, we think we are Australian, Indian, belong to this footy team, this cricket team. So these are all part of Moham. And then one goes on to the next level, Maha Moham. Hmm? So Brahma is created, next level. This was not enough. Brahma created third level, which is Maha Moham. Anything that is associated with this body, he thinks as himself. Hmm? So there are three angles to look at any particular thing. The first angle is the self angle. Hmm? When you go through miseries, in the first angle, you feel the pain of those miseries. The second angle is, when you think something belongs to you, that person goes through miseries or that thing becomes, uh, goes through some uh, misery, then you feel the pain. That is the second angle. And the third angle is, you look at yourself as being the body. And then if you are going, if that body is going through miseries, that person will not be affected by those miseries. Hmm? So there are three angles to look at anything. Hmm? So the first angle is, you are the body, which is uh, tama and moham, hmm? where you feel the pain. Second angle is maha moham, where anything associated with this body, you think it is yours and you feel the pain. Hmm? And the third angle is the angle of a devotee, where he thinks, where he sees the body as being different from the self. And then one does not go through. And this is explained by Avdud Brahmana. When one is completely detached from the material elements or uh, even the self, he is not uh, subject to distress. So, false proprietorship, which is Mahamoham, and one goes through the miseries. And then after that comes Tamishram. So, the fourth level of uh, ignorance which Brahma created was Tamishram. And in Tamishram, what happens? One becomes frustrated. After seeing uh, things for a long time, uh, he's not able to enjoy those things. Then he becomes frustrated because of that Tamishram. And then the last level is Andha Tamishram. Andha Tamishram is one feels the pain of hopelessness. One feels dejected. One does not do, does not know what to do in that situation. And this is the verse. And in the last couple of verses, we heard about pavarga. Per means parishram, one works hard. Fur means, one is exhausted by that work. Bha means vyartha. It's useless. Everything is useless. Whatever he does, he can see at the end of the day, it is useless. It is taken away from him. Bha means bhai and he's always fearful. And ma means mrityu. Of that bhai, mrityu, at the time of death, he can see that all that he was dependent on has been taken away from him and nothing can help him. What is that verse which? One, two, four. Infallible soldiers. Deha patra kalatradishu atma sainasya. Asatsa api. Hmm? So one is dependent on Deha, Patra, his body, his children, uh, wife, and all the paraphernalia. But at the time of death, Pashan Apina Pashiti, even though things are coming, he cannot see what is coming. 
And at the time of death, everything is useless. He uh, becomes uh, bhai and mrityu comes. He becomes fearful. So this is the state of five ignorances. And after when Brahma creates these five kinds of ignorances, he himself is uh, he himself has said, he thinks, how are these people going to be able to get out of this? Hmm? So, uh, it's interesting, uh, what we need to understand how these modes, how the false ego, work, ahankara works by understanding this ignorance. And when one understands this from the subtle to gross, when we come into the material world, this material world is created from subtle to Gross. Mm. So first, it was Pradhan, Mahatattva, the uh, three uh, modes, and then uh, from those modes, the subtle elements were created, and then finally the gross elements were created. So we have to do the reverse. We have to perform the reverse order, mm. and same with this five kind of ignorances. First, we have to get rid of uh, under Tamishram, and then Tamishram, and then Mahamoham, and Moham, and then. So eventually we will be able to understand our real Swarupa or real position hmm, by overcoming this different ignorances. Hmm. So uh, there is an example given that at night when we dream of different things, what happens? We identify ourselves with those things and we feel the pain and pleasure of those things. But in the morning when we wake up, we understand that none of these things that we saw in the dream matters. So similarly, this is our positions. When we come out of the ignorance, we come to the platform where we think whatever I did in my life was useless. And this is, uh, uh, it has been recorded by many of the after death experiences. When person comes out of the body and again comes back into the body, he feels disgusted. He does not feel the same. When he's out of the body, he feels this person who is lying, this body which is there, is not him. He can understand that. And then when he comes back into this body, then he feels again trapped into the particular realm. So uh, this body is nothing but a restriction or trap which is imposed by different, different modes of material nature. And as long as one is within this body, he will be always overcome by this five kind of ignorances and we see even the great personalities like Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva they are finding it difficult especially when uh, Brahma created this five kind of ignorances he himself was inflicted by those ignorances and then he creates Rudra and then uh, uh, this uh, uh, sorry he created four Kumaras 11 Rudras and then 10 Rishis and he created uh, uh, his, uh, his daughter Vak and he was attracted to his own daughter because of these ignorances and then the sages had to uh, come, in, uh, come and uh, relieve him from this ignorance and then he had to give up, cast his body and then get another body and so this is the kind uh, of ignorances are very difficult to overcome and as Srila Prabhupada is giving uh, in the purport, telling us in the purport, like there are different, different kinds of devotees who try to overcome, the karmis try to overcome these ignorances by working hard. Mm. So, but it is the process of 
pravritti and nivritti. So it's a process of pravritti where one becomes more and more entangled into the attraction for maya. And then the gnanis try to overcome these ignorances by niti, by giving up things. But eventually they come to nothingness anyways. And so they are not able to. Uh, uh, Lord Brahma gives a nice verse in the 10th canto, Yenne Arvindaksha Vimukta Maninas Tvayashta Bhavat Avishuddha Buddhaya Aruya Kachrena Parampadam Tatha Patanti Ado Anadrit Yashmad Angraya. So Mayavadis think that they are advancing by giving up things, by giving up the process of enjoyment, but their advancement is only on the platform because they don't have attraction for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they fall down back into the uh, material realm. Hmm? So even from the position of uh, Gnana, they fall down. So Gnanis also, when they try to enjoy the material, uh, when they try to reject the material energy, even that process is not easy. They fall down. And Astang Yogi, especially it is mentioned here. Hmm? So, but the best of the Yogis is the Bhakti Yogi. Hmm? Because the Bhakti Yogi does not give up things. They understand everything has to be used in the service of the Lord. Yukta Vairagya. Anasaktasya Vishan Yatharam Upayunjata Nirbandha Krishna Sambande Yukta Vairagya Uchyate. They see everything as in relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then they use Yatharam Yupinjata Nirbandha Krishna Sambande, everything that can be used, Anukulena Krishnanu, everything that can be used in the service of the Lord, they accept it as a remnant. They offer it to the Lord and accept it as a remnant. So the Srila uh, Prabhupada uh, explains in one of the purports that a Mayavadi hmm, gives up the desire to eat palatable food hmm, and then He's, uh, he, he still has got attraction for eating, but at one point he falls down. Whereas a devotee offers the food, palatable food to the Lord and takes it as a remnant of the Lord. And that way he enjoys. At the same time, he's not attached. He become, does not become attached to the food. He does not get any reactions to the food. Hmm. So one should follow the process given by Prahlad Maharaj, the nine processes of devotional service, of engagement. Because by following those processes, one becomes purified. Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhakti Ruchyate. By engaging the senses in the service of the Lord, one gets Bhakti, devotional service. And by that he can progress in the spiritual life. So this is the process. It's not the process of giving up uh, sense enjoyment, but it's a process of engaging the senses in the service of the Lord. And we see many of the uh, people or karmis, when they try to enjoy, what do they do? What is the kind of enjoyment one does in the material world? What do karmis do? The top level of enjoyment, or not the top, but most of the people, how do they spend their time in the material world? Watching movies, Netflix, all those engaging the senses in. Uh, and how do they get pleasure from those things? How do they get pleasure from watching movies and uh, serials and uh, most of the time they play games or I, I know some of the uh, persons, uh, uh, some of my colleagues, they, they've got insomnia so they cannot sleep. So till night, one or two o'clock they play games 
and then early morning they again wake up at five o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, and they start playing games. Mm. So they sleep for two, three hours, but most of the time they're engaged in playing games. Mm. And what kind of games they play? Mm. Shooting each other. Mm. So this is the enjoyment, best of the enjoyment. Or the other thing they do is watch movies. Mm. So what is shown in these movies and uh, games? Mm. What attracts? Of course, I'm pretty sure everyone of us must have seen some kind of movie or games or something, right? So what attracts? What is? And we have to understand this so that next time when we have got this uh, attraction to do one of those things, we can see how Maya plays. Mm. So what is it that attracts us to watch a movie or play a game? Glamour. glamour? What's glamour? Yes, Prabhu. Violence, uh, yeah, uh, violence, glamour, yeah, what else? What makes us attracted to watch a movie or suspense, yeah? We put ourselves into the shoe of an actor, we feel like we are a hero hmm? or a heroine, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, when you watch a movie for two hours, you forget your real identity. You put yourself in the shoe of a hero or ladies put themselves in the uh, shoe of a heroine and they think they are so great. So it just takes you through those emotions and when the hero is injured or something, you even cry. I have seen many people even cry in the movies because they attach themselves to that particular role of a person. So yeah, they cry, they go through different, different emotions, comedy, horror. Mm. So, what else? Anything else? Comedy. Comedy, yeah, we laugh, we, yeah. So these are all the uh, emotions which these people play with. Mm. And actually these are the secondary rasas. When we, when we understand, uh, when we read Srimad, uh, sorry, Nectar of Devotion, uh, uh, Rupa Goswami mentions about the twelve rasas. Mm. And there are five primary rasas and the Seven secondary rasas, hmm? rudra or anger, wonder, comedy, chivalry, mercy, horror, shock. These are the secondary rasas in the spiritual world. And this is what we experience in the material world and we become attracted to it. Whereas in the spiritual world, the primary rasas are madhurya, vatsalya, sakya, dasya and shanta. They, that is not even touched in the material world. Just by the secondary rasas we become so much of infatuated to watching movies or playing games. Mm? And this are present in the spiritual world in the original form. So imagine when you become, and what does this do? It builds up a relationship. When you perform devotional service, when you experience these rasas, it builds up a relationship with the Supreme Lord. Of course, by, not by watching movies, but by performing devotional service. Hmm? You, experiences, you experience these rasas in full when you perform the devotional service. Hmm? So what are the kind of devotional service that you perform? And what rasas can they build? Hmm? What do we do, basically? Anyone performing devotional service here? Chanting. Chanting, hmm? Chanting we all chant the holy names of the Lord. And it develops attraction for the Lord. Hmm? Nama Rupa. Guna, Leela. Nam le re leads to 
Rupa leads to Leela, leads to Guna and Leela. Hmm? So chanting, by chanting the holy names of the Lord, we become attracted to the Lord. We build up a relationship with the Lord. What else? Hearing. Hearing what? Krishna Gata, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? When we hear Srimad Bhagavatam, it gives us the attraction for the Lord. Hmm? Worshipping the deities. Hmm? When you worship the deities, what happens? Hmm? You build up a relationship with the Lord. Hmm? You wouldn't worship a deity in the initial stage. And uh, I was hearing uh, Bhanu Maharaj's class and he mentions in the beginning, hmm, uh, there are two, two levels, two parts in us. One part is attracted to the Lord and the other part is attracted to the material energy. Hmm? So the initial stage, our attraction for the Lord may be one or two percent. Our faith may be komala faith or very fragile faith. And our attraction to the material energy might be very high, about 99 percent. Hmm? But when we perform all these activities, hmm? hearing, chanting, worshipping the deities, it builds up our attraction for the Lord. We want to dress the Lord, we want to bathe the Lord, we want to decorate the Lord, we want to offer the Lord. Hmm? And that builds up our, in the, in the initial say we may not have that much of faith, we may not have that much of love for the Lord. But just by repeating that process, hmm, not because our endeavors have increased, but because the mercy increases from the Lord. Hmm? So when Putna went to Vrindavan, she went with the intention to kill Krishna. She offered breast milk smeared with poison. And what did Krishna do? Sorry? Accepted it. Killed Putna, but took Putna to spiritual world. So it was not by the endeavor of Putna that she went to spiritual world, but it was by the mercy of the Lord. So imagine when we offer to the Lord, not with our devotion, just by some kind of ritual because my mother has said something or my uh, friend has said or my guru has said, so that's why I'm doing it. But just by that process of offering, yat kurosi, yad nasi, yad jyosi, dadasi, yad tat kurushvam madarpanam, Krishna says, offer everything to me. And just by that process, even though our faith is not strong, but because the mercy of the Lord flows incessantly, we automatically progress in spiritual world. And so the, the advancement in bhakti is not because of our... Of course, the endeavor is required. If we don't endeavor, we don't get mercy. But the progress is not because of our endeavor. It is because of the mercy. So of course both... And as Bhanu Maharaj was mentioning, uh, the more we perform devotional service, our attraction for Krishna increases. And as our attraction of Krishna increases, the attraction for material energy is indirectly proportional. It automatically reduces without our knowing. We all have got this experience. When we first came to Krishna consciousness, when we were introduced to Krishna consciousness, we had so many bad habits. And just by the process of not even hearing, not even chanting, not even reading Srimad Bhagavatam, what changed completely? Just by eating prasadam. Yeah, initially we started with eating some prasadam. Just by eating that prasadam regularly, our habits changed and we don't even know when they disappeared from our life. So this process is very powerful where 
one performs devotional service and the attraction increases for Krishna by His mercy and automatically the attraction for material energy diminishes. It is, it has to be hundred percent. Nothing can in accounts, if you are accounts person, there is nothing like hundred and one percent. Everything has to come to hundred percent. So if we have got two percent attraction for Krishna at one point and it increases to ten percent, the material energy has to reduce from 99 to 90 percent. It is indirectly proportionate. So eventually we will come to the platform and what does Srila Prabhupada say? You only have to be 60 percent perfect. Of course we cannot be or we can be perfect, sorry that is a wrong statement, but some of us cannot become 100 percent pure, but we just have to be 60 percent and let Srila Prabhupada will look after us or Krishna will look after us. So this is the process of becoming Krishna conscious. Okay, it's 8.30. I'll stop here. Any questions or comments? Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much for a wonderful class, Prabhu. And when I read first time, even I struggled to grasp it. Here is saying invested in mind, false ego and the material energy. Where is the intelligence? Like generally, mind, intelligence, false ego, we are the subtle things. So, but the intelligence has been omitted. No, it's not omitted. It is the mind, when it is said, invest in the mind, it is mind and intelligence, both together. Okay. So, that process of investing itself is the part of intelligence. Yep. So, it's not omitted, it is there. Right. And I also think is, because good and bad exist, that's why the discrimination is there. But is, is it saying that since good and bad don't exist, that's why it's, uh, it's wrong to discriminate? So. Yeah, so at, on, at the first we have got mental, it is mentioned mental concoction hmm. of discriminating. Mm-hmm. So, with our uh, a normal karmi would discriminate between things, this is good, this is bad, depending on his own consciousness. Mm-hmm. But we have to come above and as uh, Avdut Brahmana is mentioning, whether it is good or bad, both are bad because mm-hmm. it is binding you to the material world. Mm-hmm. It is not auspicious. Yeah. Whether you get pious results or you get impious results, they are both going to bind you bind. to the material world and you will have to come back to the material world for suffering. So you have to come above that. And that's what uh, Avdut Brahmana is mentioning. And this is the process of fighting false discrimination. That so now instead of discriminating at the material level, now we have to discriminate it from the spiritual level or from the spiritual lens. He's, he's mentioning not to discriminate at all, just come above. So as, as we mentioned the three levels, three angles of looking at a thing. Mm-hmm. First angle is thinking I am the body and looking at things from bodily platform. Second angle is everything that is associated to me, second mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And the third person is looking at this body as being… Myself. No, not having anything to do third person. Mm-hmm. Looking at this body as a third person. So then you can easily uh, overcome the miseries or the happiness which comes to that body. Mm-hmm. So looking at the body as just being the third, third angle. So isn't it like now the perception or the viewpoint is changing like from now instead of discriminating like this we have to discriminate in a different manner or 
or we have to understand it in a different manner. So just that still discrimination is there, just that the, you know. Uh, discrimination is always point. going to be there. Yeah. Yes. Go but on, yeah, go. your angle has changed. Yeah. And we have to come to the right angle. We have to discriminate in the right angle, the right knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Seeing that body is material hmm. and which is covered by all these ignorances. Hmm. And whatever is happening is uh, happening because of the reactions which come to the body anyways. Mm -hmm. So then you can transcend above the body platform. Yeah. Th thank you so much, Prabhu. Thank you. Yes, Prabhu. You had a question. Thank you. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Yeah, this verse is very uh, interesting, I think, because it's so subtle. It's mm. very difficult for me to understand, especially when it says, um, in, when it uses the word invested, so like the mental concoction of discrimination between good and bad mm. should be accepted as one. Mm. As and one then, unit. Pardon? As one unit. As one unit. So you're not differentiating between the two. That's right. Right. So then how do you invest that in the mind and what does it mean to invest that in the mind? Yeah, so we, we see this as being a separate unit and then you invest that in the mind, intelligence, false ego. Hmm? So you overcome them gradually one by one. You look at them from the mind platform. Right? From the mind platform and when it is saying about the mind platform, you are purifying your mind and then you're looking at things good and bad, both are different. You understand from the mental platform. Whether it's good or bad, it is, it is uh, not going to uh, be beneficial for me. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm? yeah. So you, when you look at those things from the mind, mental platform and understand these things are going to bind me anyways. So you come above the mind and then you, uh, even higher than that, is looking at it from the false ego platform. Yeah, how does that, what's that, what is that? That's right, so you, and that is why we said there are five levels of ignorances. Yeah, yeah. The first level is uh, moham where one forgets his real identity. Mm. So you have to come to that level where you understand your real identity is to servant of Krishna. Jivera Swarupa Hoy, Krishna Nitya Das. Our real identity is to be servant of the Lord mm. or to serve the Lord. And when we are acting on that platform, then you are even above the mental concoction because the mind will many times say, let me not do this service today or let me take a break let me go and watch a movie or let me go to some place and relax, take a break, take a holiday. So mental platform will always take you away from the spiritual platform or real identity because that is the nature of ignorance. Yeah. That is the nature of maya. Mm. Mm? The maya is designed for that. Avaranatmika shakti and prakshipatmika shakti. Avaranatmika shakti is what these five ignorances will describe. It will cover you and prakshipatmika shakti will be pulling you down. Mm. That is the nature of maya. Mm. So we have to come above that mental platform and come above the false ego platform that I am this body and look at the body from the third angle. This body is just a uh, bag of matter which is given to me to transcend this material world. Okay. And once you transcend this material world and you come and what will happen? The false ego should be invested in total material energy. So when you understand this body as being the part of material energy, you can transcend this, then you can fight the false discrimination, then you can come to the real platform. 
So you have to th look at things from the third angle, not from the first or second angle. Mm. So that's, um, that's real discrimination. That's real discrimination. Yeah. Where you see yourself separate from the body. Yeah. Or if you discriminate between good or bad, that's false discrimination. That's false, because right. you're still in the first angle. You're yeah. saying, this is good for me, this is bad for me. Right. Mm? So you're still seeing me as a body. Oh, yeah. Whereas third angle is about the false, false ego. Right. That's the third angle where you're seeing that body is separate from you. Mm. Mm. And then that is the real discrimination. Mm. Okay, thank you Prabhu. No problem, thank you. Yes Prabhu. Hi Krishna. thanks Hi. for a nice class. <clears throat> uh, you mentioned earlier, you explained the, how the universe was created and how Lord Brahma created the entire universe and all the different elements. And then you mentioned that Narada Muni um, you know, was receiving um, knowledge from Brahma, but Narada Muni couldn't approach Krishna straight away because Narada Muni had to learn about the tattva first, right? Um, but I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to understand that because sometimes this, these kind of tattva can be very technical, mm. uh, and is it necessarily a requirement for us to actually really understand this? Because in the example of Putana that he gave, you know, Putana was a demon. She didn't necessarily have that discrimination between spiritual and material, or that she's a soul and then, you know, it's the body, but she's still got the mercy of Krishna. So can you just elaborate on that, please? Yeah, so Putna is a rare example. We cannot approach the Lord with uh, one of those. Even Narad Muni mentions, hmm, uh, like Kamsa, uh, what is it, uh, the verse? Dveshat Kamsa. So Kamsa approached the Lord with fear. Hmm? Sishupal approached the Lord with uh, Dvesha, envy. Mm? Uh, like that, uh, different different ways you can approach the Lord. But uh, Acharya's point out, those are not the favorable ways. We have to approach the Lord Anukulena Krishnanu, Silanam Bhakti Ruchate. That is the best of Bhakti. To approach the Lord as Lord wants us to. What does the Lord say in Bhagavad Gita? Patram Pushpam Falam Tavim. Yome Bhakta Prayashati. Tadam Bhakta Uparatam. Ashnami Prayatana. You just offer me a leaf, fruit, flower, or water, and I'll accept it. But in the next verse, he mentions, Yadkarosi, Yadnasi, Yajyosi, give me everything. First, he's saying, just give me fruit, flower, leaf, and water. And then, second verse, he's saying, give me everything. So, this is the process. We start with offering little, but we come to the platform of offering everything to the Lord. And that is more favorable. And that's what Krishna wants us to do. So, this is. The real process, we cannot, these examples of Putna, uh, Shishupal, uh, Kamsa, these are examples so that we can understand Krishna is not biased by our uh, position. Even though we don't have 100%, someone, we, we may get discouraged by thinking, I'm nowhere near devotion, I don't have any devotion in my uh, Consciousness, I don't have any attraction for the Lord. It's not possible for me to go back home, back to order. But as these examples, when we hear them, we develop that faith, thinking there is a chance for me. If Putna has got a chance, Kamsa has got a chance, let me offer a little bit. And it's up to the Lord. As Kula Shakira mentions, that I've done whatever I could, now it's up to you, please look after me. And so at the end, we have to depend on the Lord. And that is the process. Huh? The saranagati means complete surrender means humility. With humility, I cannot do anything more. This is the limitation. But now it's up to you, my Lord. 
So that's uh, Saranagati, basically self-surrender. One has to come to that platform. Okay, we'll end here. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Jaya. Thank you for coming.